Vishaka Devi, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Please accept How are my humble obeisances. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. You look very, well. very happy uh, that you have uh, agreed to spend time with us. Uh, you, of I'm honored course, are, to be in your company. Well, you you know, we have this series. Uh, we had uh, three sessions the day before Srila Prabhupada's disappearance day, three sessions during uh, the, the his actual day, and now three sections uh, sessions afterwards. Um, and uh, we've been learning an awful lot about Srila Prabhupada's position as the Shiksha Guru. I might say... Uh, also, the SPT is also spending a little bit of time, in fact, a fair amount of time, trying to educate devotees on this terrible disease, COVID-19. And uh, so we just uh, like to just have a short message on that uh, before we begin, which is wear a mask, uh, keep social distancing, uh, wash your hands, and, and be very, very careful. Um, we've done a little bit of a tally where we've tried to keep track of how many devotees have caught this disease and then, you know, unfortunately, some have even died. Um, preliminary estimates are that the devotional community is suffering five times greater than the population in general, in terms of percentage. Oh, yeah, some, some of our locations, sure. they've had 90, 100, some locations have even had two or three hundred devotees over time catch this terrible disease. And I, and I might add that the uh, approximately one third of the people that get this disease end up with long term, they call them long haulers, they come up with long term problems in their health. But we're here to explore uh, with you the position that Srila Prabhupada has as our founder Acharya, as our preeminent uh, Shiksha Guru. And um, I think that we should uh, but kind of start out, they're, they're, you're a famous devotee, but, but there, there may be a few people that don't know you so well. If you could just give us a little bit of your background and, and then uh, I, th I think you've uh, recently accepted some uh, uh, significant service in the society and Tell us a little bit about that too, and and then we'll get to Srila Prabhupada's preeminent position. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, let me begin by thanking you and your team for creating these shows to inform and educate the devotees and inspire. We're mm -hmm. very grateful, very visionary of you. We've uh, had a wonderful time doing it. Yeah. I feel like a, a firefly in the midst of so many luminaries, so I'm very Honored to be here in your company. Mm. I was a, um, a student of photography in college, and I met a friend in college who was also studying photography who decided to do his master's thesis on the Hare Krishna people. This is mm. in 1970. And so he went to India with the first group of devotees and Srila Prabhupada and um, photographed them there. And from India, he wrote to me and invited me to join him. And that uh, friend became my husband, Yadavara Prabhu. So we, I met Prabhupada in India. And uh, by his instruction, I went to Vrindavan with Yadavara. And I had been an atheist growing up. Both my parents were atheists. Mm 
But under the influence of Srila Prabhupada and by the potency of Vrindavan Dham, I became a theist gradually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I became initiated and we started using our photographic abilities and propensities in Prabhupada's service as his photographer. My husband was the filmmaker. Then we added um, sound to it. We made films of Prabhupada during his stay with us. And we gradually developed those films. So we had documentaries for our movement. Mostly recently we made the, um, the documentary, Hare Krishna, the mantra, the movement, and the Swami who started it all. Big, so very successful, ago. yes. Tremendously yeah. successful. Yeah, it played in 38 countries and now it's in 24 languages with subtitles or sometimes dubbing. Mm. And my husband still promotes that very actively and people are truly transformed by that film. Mm. Introduced to Srila Prabhupada, seeing his, his caliber, his integrity. And I, and I think at this point you can uh, see that for free, yes? It could for a while, and now it's no longer available, but it is on Amazon. If okay. you're a member of Amazon Prime, you can see it for free, yes. Okay. Or you can rent it or purchase it also on Amazon. So, Good. yes. Well, thank you for that. Um, during these uh, different uh, uh, interview events that we've had, we've covered numerous angles of vision on Srila Prabhupada as the preeminent Shiksha Guru. Um, I'm thinking maybe if you could just kind of concentrate, generally speaking, on what, is, what does it mean to be a follower of Srila Prabhupada? I mean, that could be possibly the overarching theme of, of what you're going to tell us, relationship to your realizations. I, I, I think that would be real good, uh, be very helpful and, and kind of fit nicely into what the other devotees have also spoken about. If, if, we, if we take that primary theme, um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, what, what are some of the activities? What are some of the attitudes? Uh, and moods that we should, you know, be manifesting if we're wishing to be a follower of Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. It's a beautiful, beautiful meditation, really. And certainly the first and foremost thing is to follow Prabhupada's instructions. He mm -hmm. says in his Bhagavatam, the spiritual master lives forever by his divine instructions and the follower lives with him. So we have the very basics of human civilization, <laughs> the four rules and regulations that we vow to, to, to uh, follow at the time of initiation. And, uh, you know, that's a very solid beginning. And of course, the positive aspect is chanting. Mm. But then in addition to that, if we look at Prabhupada's own life and his own habits, we, we can learn so much, we can benefit so much. I was just reading in the very first canto of the Bhagavatam, the first chapter. And Prabhupada writes that irregular habits sap the very vitality of human energy. Mm. Such a powerful statement. And we look at Prabhupada, we see how regulated he was. Mm. It's very integral to his life. I think that's a very valuable lesson for us. We can turn it into something positive that regular habits, regular habits give us energy in our life. Mm. Prabhupada did so much in such a short time because he was regulated. On his on his departure bed, 
Jayadweta Swami was saying how much he did in terms of translating. And Prabhupada responded with something that was almost like a Zen koan. He said, a little water wets the stone. So mm -hmm. every day he would be there translating, every day, and it became a library mm -hmm. for a library. So similarly, we should have our time, our sacred time for chanting, our sacred time for reading his books, our, our time for exercise. Prabhupada got exercise daily. If we don't have hey, good health. Hang on one second. We got some interference here. Go, just mute yourself real quick, okay? And now let's come back and let's see if it's still there. Okay, good. It went away. Good. Sorry. Uh, there was a little vibration there. I, I, I have a follow-up question on this. We have these uh, four rules and regulations, and these. Oh no! Are you hearing that? Okay, coming back and forth. Uh, we have a devotee who's helping us, Shakshi Gopal Prabhu. Uh, Shakshi, uh, see what you can do to end this uh, crazy signal that sometimes is interrupting us. Uh, and then Vishaka, um, just as you are muted right now. When you go to speak, unmute yourself, but then going back and mute yourself, and that may help. Uh, back to my question. We have these four rules and regulations, and one way of looking at these things is don't do. But interestingly enough, on the positive side, the single positive thing that you must do is chant 16 rounds. Could you just illuminate a little bit on that? I mean, he could have said so many things. You must read. Or you must worship the deity, or you must. But it was chanting sixteen rounds. Could you just put a pin on that one? That is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction for this age. That is the sacrifice that we are instructed to make in this age. That is what can purify us. That is what can uh, introduce us to Krishna's world. Prabhupada is presenting, offering us Krishna's world. And that is accessible to us through this process of chanting. Then we can understand his books. Then we can understand more thoroughly his example. Then we can be captivated by Krishna and by Krishna's activities and associates. Srinam is the same as Krishna. Uh, is the entire spiritual world within Srinam? Everything is there. Everything There's is nothing, there. nothing to be had in the 14th world except the holy name of Krishna. Is our identity within Srinam? We can realize our identity as spiritual beings through chanting without offenses. Mm -hmm. Okay, going back to what, you know, what do we have to do to be a follower? What's the, what's the, the mood of approaching Srila Prabhupada and uh, what's the what's the heartfelt feelings that we should have to properly approach Srila Prabhupada in, in, in his role as being our preeminent Shiksha Guru? I think that, you know, we're in this world because we're forgetful. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten who Krishna is. We've forgotten our relationship with Krishna. Forgetfulness is part of our conditioning, a very serious part. And looking at that aspect, forgetfulness, we can forget Prabhupada's preeminent position. 
Srila Prabhupada brought the entire culture of the spiritual world, transplanted it to the West and spread it all over the world. He gave us a goal in life. He gave us an understanding of who we are. He gave us a process to attain the goal, a beautiful, joyful process. Everything we have in our Krishna conscious society, we have because of his efforts, because of his purity, because of his endeavor. And we tend, we can forget his preeminent position. It's, it's up to us to remind each other, to remind ourselves. Otherwise, the tendency is to take things for granted. And that is disastrous. That's mm. why we're in this material world. We've forgotten. So let us not forget Srila Prabhupada's, what he gave us, his greatness. Mm. So forgetfulness is the issue. And therefore, don't, don't forget is one of those moods. Um, are there other moods that we should be approaching Srila Prabhupada with? Well, certainly with a humble mood of inquiry, not to think that we know. Oh, I've read it so many times. I've heard it so many times. I don't need to hear it again. I don't need to read it. That's, that's a very unfortunate mentality to have. Mm. Prabhupada himself would repeat so often, for instance, the basics were not the body. He did not tire of repeating it, so we cannot tire of hearing it. <laughs> that's part of our business as students of Srila Prabhupada to patiently hear, to try to absorb so that we can in turn realize what we're hearing and then give it to others. Is uh, wanting to hear more something that we can like develop? In the, in the earlier part, you talked about uh, habits and is there a, can we actually cultivate that uh, inquisitiveness that we wish to learn more? I think definitely, especially in good association, by asking questions that are provocative, by hearing other people's realizations, that we have new lights on the information that we're hearing. And it's very enlivening. Very often it can be transported practically into our lives so that we benefit from it in every aspect of our lives. But then you just indicated some notion of association. How, how does association relate to deepening our understanding of Srila Prabhupada's position? Well, certainly this is something we can discuss amongst ourselves. Just yesterday we had the beautiful ceremony honoring Srila Prabhupada's departure. And here in England, we heard from 17 of his followers. Now, these are people that have been serving him for 40 plus years, each one of them. And so each one came with beautiful realizations of gratitude, understandings of this terrible situation we're in, in the material world, and how much we need this process and need each other. So this churns this ocean that Prabhupada has given us, and we can all benefit from that. Mm. Uh, tell us more about that event. Uh, this is at Bhaktivedanta Manor. Yeah, it was an online event. We, uh, we inquired from all the disciples who was available to speak, and we organized this two-hour Zoom call. We went from one Prabhupada disciple to another. Some were in the States. Malati Prabhu spoke. Uh, Mandakini spoke from France, but the rest oh. were all UK, UK followers. Ah, wonderful. Um, so, okay. Um, 
times have changed a bit uh, since Srila Prabhupada was with us. Uh, maybe in some ways they haven't changed. Uh, the fundamental desire to be in this material world is based on our ability or, I, I mean, our desire to enjoy and control. But, you know, certainly there's internets, there's this, there's that. There are new ways to try to attract people. There's new ways that we're living today that we didn't live then. Uh, are there tensions between life in the material world today versus uh, really just trying to stay totally loyal to his divine grace? And if there are, what are some of those tensions? Well, I think there's a place for innovation. Certainly Prabhupada introduced things that quite new from his own past, what he was used to, especially in relation to women. The Brahmacharini ashram was unknown, but Prabhupada saw a need for it in the West, and so there it was. And women on the altar in the West, sometimes head pujaris, dressing and bathing the deities. So this was all quite innovative, and certainly people less advanced would criticize Prabhupada for it, but it was tremendously successful. So I think that we there there will always be this tension between innovation and something that's considered whimsical. So we have to tread very carefully in that area. But still we don't want to be frigid. We don't want to be rigid in our understanding. We want to apply it to our time, to our place, to our circumstances. So it's effective in reaching people and changing their hearts, changing their lives. You have, you know, one a very early disciple of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, things have changed. But when we talk about innovation, we talk about another aspect which you might call change. Also, then stuff in the material world has a tendency to degrade. You know, you 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 get you buy a car, and uh, seven years later, or five years later, or or at least for me, three years later, I, you know, kind of like, okay, it's getting old. It's time to get something new. Uh, so have you seen the fundamental principles that Srila Prabhupada wants us to live by? Are those as strong and vibrant in ISKCON as they should be? Is there some concern in your mind about are we staying close enough to those principles. And I really can't speak for all of ISKCON. It's such a huge organization at this point. But I can say that I was shocked some years ago when I went to the um, ISKCON leadership conference and you had organized a survey to see how many people are reading Prabhupada's books regularly. Yeah. It was anonymous, so people weren't embarrassed to put down the facts. And it turned out that many were not, which was certainly an alarming um, understanding that people were not applying themselves regularly to reading Srila Prabhupada's books thoroughly and mm. regularly. I'm, I'm happy that you remember that. Um, maybe for our audience, I'll just run by that. Could I do that for just a second? That was so important. This uh, this survey was, you know, there in in the room were nine hundred devotees who, generally speaking, were leaders of ISKCON. They the average person had been a member of ISKCON for nineteen years. Mm 
And the average devotee who took the survey had read the Bhagavad Gita in 19 years only four times. The average devotee in 19 years had read the cantos one and two only two times. It was actually 1.92 times. And the average devotee of 19 years had read the Chaitanya Charitamrita only once. So that was a shocking thing, as you just uh, said. And when we look at uh, uh, the preeminent Shiksha Guru, what does that mean, Shiksha Guru, Vani, instruction, we're not, at least that is uh, an anecdotal evidence. It's not pure evidence. It's not statistical evidence. It's anecdotal. So maybe you could talk about that. What, what is it going to take for us to be so inquisitive and wishing to really dig deep into Srila Prabhupada's instructions mm. by reading? Well, for myself, what I've found is quite effective is that I pick a topic and then I research his books based on the topic. Mm. That provides new light for me. You know, I'm not reading the same thing over, but I'm picking sections of it, sections of the whole library that he's given us about a specific topic. And it makes it very enlivening, very mm. revealing, I would say, and very pleasurable as well. And then to share that with others, and then they have their own topics that they will research and bring to the table. So in this way, there's a wonderful exchange. What are some of the topics that you've uncovered and that you've researched? <laughs> I did one about money. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> how, did that, how did that work out? <laughs> well, actually, Jamuna Devi Dasi, Jamuna Prabhu, once mentioned to me, which really woke me up, and she said that in her realization, you can't go back to Godhead until you understand how to use money in Krishna's service. Because mm. money is Krishna's energy, mm. a very powerful aspect of his energy. And mm. if we can't use that, which is something that we're obliged to use daily in his service, then we're misusing his energy, which makes us unqualified to be in his association. Mm. So that was really a wake up for me. So based on that statement of hers, I did a, a research, quite an extensive research, I would say, about money from Prabhupada's books exclu exclusively, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charit, all the books. And then I wrote a little article about it. Mm. It was very helpful for me. It's not, you know, you can't balance your checkbook <laughs> based on the article, but you can understand a little bit about how a devotee relates to money. So that's just one example, but there are unlimited, unlimited topics to pick and research and mine for all these gems to help us in Krishna consciousness. Maybe I need some help in that money area. Could you send that to me? <laughs> yeah, sure. It, it was in BTG, but I can, I can send it to you for sure. I'd appreciate that. Um, okay. So uh, what, what, Somehow or other, we came to this material world. And, you know, it's a direct evidence that we have impurities, we have, we're conditioned. Uh, and now we're transitioning out of that. 
maybe someday we'll enter into Sattvika. Uh, but uh, for now, it's a challenge. And that conditioning, I think, can hurt us. What What is the business of being a conditioned soul, but then approaching Srila Prabhupada? And, and what kind of... Um, uh, difficulties uh, manifest as a result of our conditioning in terms of following him? Well, I think one thing to look at is that becoming unconditioned is a gradual process. It doesn't happen overnight. It can take years. It can take decades. And we might think, at least I think, that perhaps my opinion about certain things is based on my conditioning and not on a pure understanding of Prabhupada's words. And if I, if I can approach it in that way, I'll be ready humbly to hear other people's points of view, other people's opinions about the same issue, because maybe they have a more clear understanding, a less conditioned understanding that I, than I do, and in that way I can be corrected. So if we come with this understanding that we have a background that's less than desirable, and that background may be coloring our understanding of Prabhupada's desire of what would please him, then we can perhaps hear from each other more thoroughly and come up with something that's actually pleasing to Srila Prabhupada. Hmm. And does that imply that each of us should find devotees that we consider to be more advanced than us and try to gain their association and their time? Definitely, definitely. Ideally, we all want advanced association to help us advance. Hmm. And so how do you do that? How do you do that? You're a very advanced devotee. How do you find devotees more advanced than you? Huh. Well, that's my problem. I'm not, a very, <laughs> I'm not a very advanced devotee. So there are many, many devotees that I find I relish their company. I relish reading with them and serving with them. In, the, in this COVID period of time, how are you reading with them? Yeah, we have a call on WebEx weekly. One's on WebEx, I'm on another one on Skype. And uh, even before COVID, the one on Skype had been going on for years. We read Chaitanya Charitamrita for an hour every week and discuss. It's a wonderful group. Oh. The, other, the other one was meeting physically, but then with COVID, we started meeting on this WebEx business. And also a wonderful group. We really churn what we're reading and delve into it. And people speak from their own realizations. How many I, devotees are part of that? Is, is this something to do with Kaishori? Yes. Kaishori ah. does the Skype one. On, ah, on okay. Yeah. Dina Tarani Prabhu is part of that. Malati mm -hmm. Rukmini. It's wonderful. There's uh, 25 are allowed on Skype in a group. Not all 25 come each week. Probably half. But it's quite uh, been on for years. Is this just ladies? Just ladies, thank you very much. <laughs> Nothing personal. Aren't, aren't we uh, uh, all female? I, I don't. <laughs> we are. I've been, so I've been working my life long trying to realize I'm not a man. Can I join? Um, well, you're not. Uh, you're not a man or a woman, but you are in a man's body. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> well, let's. <laughs> I guess I can't join. I have to. <laughs> I have to spend more time with men. I guess. Um. So, let's talk about association a little bit more. Tell us what you have found 
be the important and essential elements of associating more, particularly on subjects of following Srila Prabhupada, being loyal to Srila Prabhupada. Tell us about this association. Well, I had the great good fortune of having the association of Jamuna and Dinatarani Prabhus when they were working on the cookbook, Lord Krishna's Cuisine. Mm. And that was, you know, when I think of association in relation to your question, that was truly transformative because they were so absorbed, both of them were so absorbed in Prabhupada's instructions and trying to understand his mood and capturing his desires. They had also letters from Prabhupada written directly to them that were very helpful. At one point, they were being criticized because they were living in Southern Oregon, just the two of them. And the leaders at the time were saying that they should join a temple. They shouldn't be independent as they were being. So they wrote to Prabhupada, they were willing to do that if he instructed them and he wrote back, he said, association can be two or 200, but it must be compatible. Mm. That's the secret. It must be compatible. If you can find compatible association, you will find yourself so invigorated in Krishna consciousness, so encouraged, feeling that you have so much energy, you can do this thing. You can actually rid yourself of your conditioning and make genuine spiritual progress. And that comes from compatible association. Hmm. So it is incumbent on us to find that compatible, we have to create that sometimes, huh? It just doesn't necessarily flow into our life, I think. Look is for it. Something you have to, you have to go it. out and look for it. You have to, yeah, okay. And pray. Prayer is always helpful. Mm. So association is very important. Okay, good. If we look at wishing to follow, be loyal to Srila Prabhupada, that I believe has something to do with pleasing Srila Prabhupada. This is a personal relationship that all members of ISKCON have. So how how do we, what are the elements that fall into place in pleasing Srila Prabhupada? Well, certainly one idea we can get from the Bhagavatam, you know, when the 10 Pachetas were doing their austerities, and then Krishna came to them, Vishnu came, and he said how pleased he was by their friendly dealings. And because he was so pleased, he was willing to offer them any benediction. So Prabhupada writes in there that when we have a unified purpose, all of us have a unified purpose, we can act in unity and in that way please Krishna and receive his benedictions. So there's a certain synergy you know, once created, when these, when we all with our separate ideas can come together and move forward in a unified way, this creates pleasure to the Lord, and then we can have results beyond our expectations. Hmm. So uh, you're saying basically to please Srila Prabhupada, we have to work together. It's not just an individual effort, it's a collective effort also. Definitely. I mean, this society now, there's so many people, it's spread throughout the world. Uh, I don't know who's keeping track of it, but it's burgeoning in so many areas. So if we're going to keep it strong... I, I, I don't know if anyone's keeping track. <laughs> it could be. 
I have some concerns whether we're keeping track. <laughs> but certainly we have to study how to work together despite our diversity. Because Krishna very clearly says that this gives him pleasure. If we want to please the Lord, we need to make him the center and all the diversity can be unified with that common center, that common goal. In this series of trying to share realizations of Srila Prabhupada's preeminent position, this time that you and I are spending is the eighth chapter. So we had seven others. In those seven, five times, five of those times, the devotees brought up the issue of unity and diversity. So it's, it, and now you're even bringing it up. So you're the sixth person out of eight sessions that we've had that have brought up this unity and diversity. So I'm gonna just drill down on that for just a second. It seems to me we've got tremendous amounts of diversity and are we balanced enough with unity? Well, we do have our GBC and they can create this unity amongst themselves, bring in all these different diverse threads and weave something that's very beautiful to offer mm -hmm. to Srila Prabhupada, to offer to Krishna. So I think we can look to our leadership for this art of creating this unity amongst all this variegatedness. Mm. So basically, we should look to the GBC to do this. Well, I think that's a place to start. Once they teach us how, we can all learn in our separate areas to also create this unified mission in the face of all the diversity amongst the individuals in all the different places in the world. So mm. many different backgrounds, so many different cultures are being brought together in this one umbrella of Krishna's service. One of the steps that might be included in being a loyal follower of Srila Prabhupada is to follow in his footsteps. He magically con con took direct concern in individuals. He took overall concern about a center. He took overall concern about the society and how it was growing. He went off to his own disciplined, must translate these books. He, in fact, worried and was concerned about the, the welfare of the entire world. So Srila Prabhupada was able to seamlessly move. How, how, do, how do we move within all these domains? Is it part of our business to take care of ourselves, take care of our close associates, and then also serve the broader thing? How do, how do we do that? I think that begins with ourselves. Doctor, heal thyself. So that means that each and every one of us has to, without fail, follow the regular principles, chant, read, have a regulated life so that we can become strong spiritually. And if we don't do that, there's no basis for looking outside ourselves. We have no basis for having concern outside ourselves until we can nourish ourselves spiritually in a steady way and in a genuine way. 
And mm -hmm. once we do that, certainly we can have concern for the devotees, we can have concern for Srila Prabhupada's movement, and we can have concern for the wider society that we can help. We have so much to offer the wider society, Un unlimited. I mean, they're just bathed in ignorance, bathed in ignorance. So Prabhupada has, and by his grace, he's given us a way to actually improve society in general. But until we can first improve our own lives, lives in a steady way, in a genuine way, there's no basis for improving anything else. Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, I can accept that instruction. Uh, we're getting close to the end of our time. Uh, we have a few more minutes left. Let's just go back to the, the begin point. What does it take to become a sincere, loyal follower of his divine grace, particularly as the Shiksha Guru, the preeminent Shiksha Guru of all of his kind for all of time. We've talked about a lot of different things. How would you like to end our time together? What would you like to say before we depart? Well, I could say that last Friday, November 13th, we had the terrible loss of Krishna Nandini Devi Dasi. Mm. And uh, although I was aware for about three years that she was seriously ill, I was very affected by losing her in this world. She was really a beacon of light, a beacon of hope. And I think that when we find devotees like that, it's incumbent upon us to hear from them, to be lit up by their light, to facilitate them in whatever ways we can. They're, they're really the strength of our movement. They really are carrying forward. She was so full of life. She was so encouraging, Krishna Nandini. She, she really absorbed herself in Prabhupada's books and was eager to explain those books to others and live the books. So when we find somebody of that caliber, we should do everything we can to facilitate them and to try to be lit up by them, and even in a small way, so we can in turn light up other people. Mm. Mm. So we go back then to the issue of association and the fundamental principle that we, we need that association. We have to go out and seek it. And Seems to be one of the, and pray for it, which is the third time that you've said that. So I, 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 I think myself and I'm, I'm sure our audience is uh, catching that important aspect. Um, very good. I, I'm uh, thrilled with our discussion. I really appreciate your valuable time. Uh, it's uh, uh, interesting that um, each one of the devotees that we asked to speak on this is given a particular different angle. Uh, no, nobody spoke the same, and uh, and so you did uh, did not either. You you have your own angle. It's just wonderful. It's diversity. Oh, yeah, diversity with all the unity. One topic: Srila Prabhupada, our preeminent Shiksha Guru. So thank you so much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. All glories to your service. Jai.